Week six was an interesting week with our higher price guides not panning out with Mike Davis and Adam Thielen scoring 12 and 14 points respectively. On the flip side, though, our lower uh, cost players boomed with Trey Burton and Chase Claypool. Burton getting 22 points and Claypool getting 18 points. We're get, we'll get you ready for week seven of the NFL season with a cash and GPP lineup on DraftKings coming up next. Hello, everyone. I'm Michael Kurtzman. And I'm Eric Lee. We are the Fantasy Football Consultants. Boy, week six was strange, Michael. Um, our community had a little difficulty with it. There were two people who, uh, who qualified for our tournament by doing excellent picks. Brian Taylor for his Trey Burton pick and Matt Garrett, Coach Garrett, for his Kenny Galladay pick. You can look in the, uh, the description if you have any questions about how this free qualifying contest works to win $100 later in the season. But it's very simple. Your challenge this week, go into the YouTube comment section of this video and tell us, based on DraftKings scoring, who do you think is the best pick on the main slate? Also, give us the reasons why. And finally, make sure that you put your DraftKings username. Speaking of week seven on the slate, Let's analyze it ourselves, Michael. We'll go into the DraftKings studio. Here we are, Michael, on the main slate on DraftKings for week seven. And there are three games. If you're playing cash games this week, you have to attack. They're the three highest over-under games. Detroit and Atlanta, Green Bay and Houston, and Seattle and Atlanta. They are 57, 56, and 55. If you put a cash game lineup together, and you don't at least have one player in each of these games, it's time to redo your cash lineup. <laughs> so, Michael, where are we going to start at running back? Well, I'm glad you asked, Eric, because I'm going to save you a little bit of cash this time. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. They just signed Le'Veon Bell. Why would you choose him? Well, they signed Le'Veon Bell very late, meaning he will only get active. he will only get activated starting Tuesday or Wednesday meaning he won't have that much time to practice, meaning he won't know the full extent of the playbook. He'll, my estimated guess is he'll know about half the playbook. And Kansas City will get up on Denver. Denver does not have that great of a defense and does not have that great of a team. No matter what those Drew, Drew Locke believers say, I do have faith in Drew Locke, but the Kansas City Chiefs have such a high-powered offense. They're going to decimate Denver, meaning that they'll run the ball more. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been averaging 23 touches a game, which is really pretty good, meaning he'll get his fair, fair, fair share of touches and will hopefully be able to convert them into lots of points. Yeah, so we're going to monitor the situation with Le'Veon Bell. And if we get the indication and the belief that he is going to be a large part of the offense, then we're gonna we're gonna switch switch them out. So it's something that we'll monitor, and we suggest you guys do as well. So I promised you guys that we were gonna get players from those three games, and here's the first one: at six thousand four hundred dollars, Chris Carson from the Seattle SuperSonic Seahawks. <laughs> Wasn't but that team? 
Wasn't the, the Supersonics moved to Oklahoma? Uh, yeah, I, it was a flip of the tongue, and I would try to, like, save it, and, uh, you know, didn't work. All right, so <laughs> Chris Carson has an absurd, absurd 29 implied total this week. Like I said, he's in that 55 over under, under game. Look, what you get with Chris Carson, and this is coming – from a Seattle Seahawks fan. So I know what I'm talking about because I watch every minute of every game. You're getting the featured back. He's going to get over two thirds of the running back carries. He's going to get involved in the passing game. Ever since Brian Schottenheimer last year said, look, we're going to give Chris, Carton, uh, Chris Carson at least 50 catches. They've stayed true to that. And he gets consistent catches uh, in, in the air. And he's unquestionably the goal line back. I expect this game with Arizona playing at a fast pace to be a complete shootout. They're going to be going up and down the, the field, both teams. He's going to get lots of opportunities here. I think his floor for cash is very high. All right. And for wide receiver number one, we went with Terry McLaurin, who is criminally low at $5,800. Like DraftKings, what are you doing? $5,800 for Terry McLaurin, who, if he had a good quarterback, could possibly be a top set, top top six receiver. But, of course, he's on the Washington football team, so that makes that impossible. But, you know, we can still dream. He averages nine targets a game with six catches a game. But nine targets is incredible. The only person, DeAndre Hopkins, averages 10 targets a game. Terry McLaurin only has one less target a game than DeAndre Hopkins. That's a crazy absurd number. And DeAndre Hopkins is considered by many to be the best or second best receiver in the league. He's the only pass catcher on Washington. He's the only weapon on Washington, really. Antonio Gibson's good if they're up and McKissick is only good if they're down. But there's only one person named Terry McLaurin who is consistently their number one target. Dallas has a terrible defense. You saw what Kyler Murray did last week. He completed nine passes against the Dallas defense. Now, I know you're like, nine passes, that's terrible. But if you go back and look at his stats, they were incredible. Dallas was giving up the big, was giving up the long game, the short game, and the intermediate game. And I have no doubt that Terry McLaurin will take advantage of Dallas's poor secondary and, frankly, whole defense to rattle off some big numbers. Michael, sometimes stats can be misleading. So someone might look at this and go, well, I'm looking and you've got a passing defense of 15. So they're average. How can you say that they're bad? Okay, you guys don't understand football. What has happened this year with the uh, Dallas Cowboys is almost every game, they have turned the ball over repeatedly at the beginning of the game. So first of all, giving a short field and fallen way behind. So their opponents being way ahead have run the ball more than passed the ball. So they've given up less passing uh, yards. But no, make no mistake, this Dallas uh, defense, both against the run and the pass, is probably the worst in the NFL. All right. So um, once again, you're not doing it, Michael, but I will. I'll pick a player from one of the high-scoring games. Uh, Kenny Galladay from uh, the Detroit Lions. 
at $6,700. You know, he was in our lineup last week. Sometimes uh, fantasy football can be very painful, Michael. Very beginning of that game in last week, Kenny Galladay was open in the end zone. He's a big guy, was going to catch a touchdown pass, get off to a great start. And what happens? They mug him in the end zone, pass interference, they put the ball on the one, and then Detroit runs the ball in, right? So, uh, and then what happens is Detroit just got up, up on Jacksonville. So basically, it was the running show. And Matt Stafford and Kelly Galladay didn't do much. Although with four catches, he still uh, got the three-point bonus on DraftKings. I don't think that's going to happen this week. Detroit plays an Atlanta team that now has a healthy Julio Jones. The three-point underdogs. I do not see Detroit, two and three Detroit, blowing out Atlanta here. They're the underdog. I think you're going to see Kenny Galladay in the game plan the entire game. And as, as Stafford's number one target against an Atlanta pass defense, which is absolutely awful. I think a big day is coming for Galladay. All right. And for wide receiver number three, I'm again saving you money by going with Deontay Johnson for $4,200. Going back to that well again, huh, Michael? <laughs> yes, this is criminally low. You, this was the second most targeted receiver in football before he got injured. And I know a lot of you guys in the comments are going to be like, oh, but what about Chase Claypool? No, he is not a threat to Deontay Johnson at all. The only reason why Chase Claypool even came in was because Deontay Johnson got injured. And so when Deontay Johnson gets fully healthy, which both Eric and I presume he will be this week, he will take full control as the number one receiver on a Big Ben-led Steelers versus the Titans. And Michael, it's pretty nice to see on the screen that uh, Deontay Johnson was a full participant in Wednesday's practice. That tells me he comes in the game healthy, and we just hope for the third time this season he doesn't get injured at the beginning of the, uh, of the game. So, um, man, we'll try. Anything else on Johnson? Uh, well, in the first three games, note week four, they had a bye. Week five, he got injured at the first drive. Week six, he was out. Through the first three games, he averaged eight targets a game with four catches a game. That's incredible. Eight targets a game through the first three games. Wow. All I have to say is the fact that he's this low and you can get him is he should be on all of your guys's uh, DraftKings lineups. Well, it's even better because you're, you're, you're concluding the Houston game where he got injured toward the very beginning of the game and only got two targets. So when he's played the full game or even at least half the game, you know, uh, 11 and a half targets for $4,200. <laughs> that is inconceivable. How often are you going to get, look, Michael, Hey, I'm going to put you on the spot, Michael. Are you ready? You've got Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson. Everybody's healthy. Who is the number one wide receiver on the Pittsburgh Steelers? Deontay Johnson. I agree. And how often can you get a number one wide receiver for only $4,200? Never. Never. <laughs> All right, so that's that's some much needed salary relief.
when we're looking at tight ends, usually it's like, okay, do we want to spend up to get the Kittle or the Kelsey? Here's the bottom line. I'm going to opt to save some money. Um, I'm going to pick Austin Hoover, but there's something I want to watch. Watch out for Darren Fells. If Jordan Atkins is once again out, Jordan Fells is something you, someone you guys should consider. When Jordan Atkins was out the last two games, you see what uh, Darren Fells has done. In a game, Green Bay and Houston, remember, where we, uh, we want to attack. But not knowing Jordan Atkins' health, we're going to go with Austin Hooper. Michael, I think he's kind of going under the radar. I think at the beginning of the year, they, they, they spent so much money on Austin Cooper. Everybody thought, oh, man, he's going to have a huge year. Well, at the very beginning of the year, they, they were still trying to figure out how to get him into the offense with only two, four, and four targets. But the last week, three weeks, seven, 10, and six targets, uh, he has shown that consistency and rapport. And he draws a Cincinnati Bengal team defense that, you know, not good <laughs> is the simple way to, to say it. So at a very reasonable $4,000 price, you get a very high floor uh, with Austin Hooper here. And now circling back to the top of our lineup, you can see we have a really important position left open, and that is quarterback. Okay, and Michael, no pressure. You're assigned to pick the quarterback. And the last two weeks, cash lineup, we had Matt Ryan when he didn't do well, and then Matt Stafford, who also didn't do well. So first of all, you can't pick anyone named Matt. Second of all, <laughs> pick someone who's going to do well. Well, if that's those are the criteria, then, well, unfortunate. Because I'm going with Kyler Murray for $7,100. He's averaging 248 yards a game with one touchdown per game. I know those aren't the best throwing stats, but he's like, he makes up for it by his ground game. On average, he rushes about eight times a game. Wow, that's more than some running backs. And he gets 61 yards a game. That's a full 6.1 points. And he's versing a Seattle, Seattle who is dead last against the pass, 32nd. And it's going to be a high-scoring game. And so he's going to have to keep up and keep scoring. And we feel that Kyler Murray is a really safe pick that will allow you to have a ton, a ton of points. Yeah, the dirty little secret that I don't think people realize about the Seattle's defense is they actually are pretty good against the run. They really are. I watched the game. They... They, they are able to stuff a lot of runs. What's horrible is their secondary. And, and you mentioned it. You're wondering what happened to Lamar Jackson this year? Who's the Lamar Jackson? It's not Lamar Jackson. It's Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has 60, averaged 62 rushing yards a game and one TD. Let me be clear. I did not say he has one rushing TD for the season. I'm said he's averaged one rushing touchdown per game. Incredible. Provides a sensational floor in a great game. I don't like this pick, Michael. I love it. 
Did I scare you there? All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. So uh, the Lex position, Aaron Jones, Michael. Yeah, the the, uh, the uh, Derrick Henry talent. I feel like he's more body mass and speed, but yeah. And if what you guys have to know about Derrick Henry is this was his first like really good good game. I mean, he's had a couple other games where he's had you know. What, why are 60 you yards and two touchdowns but last week was the very first game where he really popped off and the one deciding factor was that was because he was versing houston who has got a terrible 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 rushing defense they're so bad if you get a running back that versus houston you can basically write them off that they're going to do well and that's why we like this aaron jones pick so much not only is he talented catches passes and is on green bay in one of the highest scoring games on the slate he's versing houston just those added benefits look if aaron jones is just not any running back look at week one through four every game at least 20 touches and look he didn't have a good game last week he played tampa bay probably the toughest team in all of football to run against but as Michael said, he has a great matchup here uh, against, against Houston. 264 yards and two DDs they gave up to Derrick Henry. I'm looking for a big game out of Aaron Jones. There's only uh, five defenses that we can afford. But I'm actually shocked that one of them is the Washington football team. And that's who we're going to pick. Look, this defense is at home. This defense draws the Dallas Cowboys and a backup quarterback in Andy Dalton. The same Dallas Cowboys team that has been an absolute nightmare this year in turning the ball over. So Chase Young and his other defensive linemen seem to be pretty healthy for this game. Now, I am a little concerned that they started off so hot uh, putting pressure on the quarterback and it seems to have died uh, down. But again, two thousand five hundred dollars. That's uh, that's a pretty good uh, pretty good deal for a defense going uh, against Dallas at home. So that is our cash game lineup: Kyler Murray, Clyde Edwards, Elaire, Chris Carson, Terry McLaurin, Kenny Galladay, Deontay Johnson, Austin Hooper, Aaron Jones, and the, and the Washington, Washington Football Team defense. Oh yes. Though what scares me is the fact that there's still there are reports that are coming out that are saying that the Washington football team may be their name even next year, which really scares me. Like, do they need to hire a creative artist or something? Because the cre the creativity is really lacking over there. Go to your neighborhood little league and tell them, you know what, we want to be known as the baseball team. That's going to be our name. They reject it. <laughs> and there's plenty of animals open. Just choose an animal and be done with it. Honestly. <laughs> All right. You can see our GPP lineup on the screen. We always start with a, a stack. And of course, we're going to attack one of those three high scoring games. You don't have to use the stack we're using, but you have to use the stack, in our humble opinion, from one of the three shootout games. So, Michael, we decided to attack the Seattle-Arizona game with Kyler Murray to uh, 
DeAndre Hopkins, what are your thoughts on that stat? Uh, my thoughts are I really, really like it. It's going to be a shootout game. DeAndre Hopkins, though he is expensive with $8,200, he is going against, he has the golden formula for number one wide receivers. Going against the high powered offense, number one target on his team against a terrible defense. He averages 10 targets a game and 83 yards. That right there can equate to 18.3 points plus touchdowns. And Eric, you and I both know we have no doubt that DeAndre Hopkins will not will have a big game because he's versing Seattle, a high-powered offense. They're going to need to score, and they're going to look to their best player in DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, just remember, Arizona has had no success running the ball, and the Seahawks actually have a good run defense. So any, any uh, success that Arizona has, I think, will be coming through the air. And <laughs> if it's coming through the air, you can almost bet that it's Murray to Hopkins. And going back the other way, uh, Tyler Lockett. I always find it weird when DraftKings ends up having a big difference between Metcalf and Lockett. And they started. Uh, Met, Metcalf is, let's see, he is at 7,200. We can save $600 and get Tyler Lockett. They both have, have blow up potential. Um, and so we're going with Lockett and saving the cash. And Patrick Peterson also plays a role in this. Yeah. For those of you that know, Patrick Peterson does shadow. He covers, and I have no doubt that he will cover DK Metcalf all game. Now, will DK Metcalf still get his catches? Yeah. But I feel that Tyler Lockett going against Drake Kirkpatrick will be a great, great matchup for Tyler Lockett to go off. Yeah, we already talked about Deontay Johnson. He's just too cheap for his price, especially uh, <laughs> and now that he's had a healthy practice. Um, I will want to comment just about health uh, in Anthony Berkshire. Uh, so look, the issue here, he's at the uh, bargain basement, $3,000 for a tight end. I don't think that's bargain basement. I think you can get that as low as 2,500, but he's cheap, super cheap. Uh, here's the issue. Issue is simple. Is Janu Smith going to play? If Janu Smith is out, you got to get Berkshire in uh, your lineup. Um, Smith was out in the second quarter, I believe, of, of, of this game last week. And, of course, Berkshire uh, completely went off. So yeah. if we're taking a peek, uh, Janu Smith still has uh, the questionable. He was limited in Wednesday's practice. So we're just going to have to monitor it. If Janu Smith is a go, we're going to have to jumble this lineup a little bit. So um, we already talked about Aaron Jones, but we haven't talked about our other running back. Michael, what are your thoughts uh, about uh, the LA Chargers, Jackson? Well, I feel that Justin Jackson, for those of you that need sort of that little budgety player that has got a good floor and an even, and an even better ceiling, it's Justin Jackson. So the game against New Orleans in week five, where Mike Williams has to stretch out the ball for one yard and they win the game, or they convert the first down, you know, that. But Justin Jackson in that game had 20 touches. 
Kelly only had only had 12 touches, 12 or 11 touches. Those touches consist of 15 rushing attempts for 71 yards versus a really good New Orleans rush defense and five receptions on six targets. Now, he's versing Jacksonville, who is not that great. Their defense isn't great. Yeah, I'm. everybody I think knows that Austin Eckler is on uh, IR. But what's surprising is DraftKings hasn't figured out who the new number one running back is. They actually had uh, Kelly priced uh, higher. So we'll just take advantage of that and enjoy the $200 savings. The last player on our list is the Cleveland Browns at $2,800. Michael, let me be very clear on this. I love their matchup. Um, you have a situation where they uh, face a Cincinnati Bengal team uh, that has a very poor offensive line and has really struggled, even with Joe Mixon, to run the ball this, this year, which means that they've been forced to pass. And when teams know that Cincinnati is forced to pass, mistakes are certainly possible. You can see they have put consistent pressure on the quarterback this year. So for $2,800, we like Cleveland. They're our favorite to win this game at Cincinnati. We'll see what happens. And let's not forget that they have Miles Garrett, who is second in the league in sacks, and Denzel Ward, their all-pro, incredible cornerback, uh, who will be covering the number one receiver, whether that be T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd. Well, Eric, I cannot believe that we are approaching week eight. We are about to be halfway through the NFL season, and it's just, it's been flying by so fast. Yeah, it has. We really hope that all the NFL players continue to stay safe, as well as you guys out there continue to stay safe. Take care, and we'll see you next time.